Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, just as you predicted. Now, we want Tucker Carlson on our side, but... Why don't you tell us, Binkley, how he covered the news out of Fulton County about the election integrity investigation? Well, he did cover some of it accurately, but that's often how propaganda works is you get some information accurate, but then you get other things in there that could be a bit of a stretch or false, which could allow the other side to then attack those things while ignoring the things that are accurate. And the main thing that he did, and you see it right off the bat, is... He cited Voter GA's work. The entire segment was based on the discovery of Garland and Voter GA. Wow, really? Yeah, he did not interview Garland, didn't mention Garland, but did have... He never contacted him either from our last conversation with Garland. I emailed him a while ago to see if uh, Tucker had reached out to him today or yesterday. I haven't heard back from him yet, but I'm sure we'll find out when we talk to him this weekend. But he had the logo, the Voter GA logo up there. But what he said was this... Yeah, really? he had. The, he said this stuff. This research was discovered by Voter GA, a group in Georgia right. that I investigates hope election. People integrity. donate because of that. Yeah, seriously. He said, de- he declared that there was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's true, but the problem is that's not what Voter GA is saying. So Tucker is saying that it has been proven. Wow. And that is that is true, and and that is where you, well, you put the bait he, to get attacked, as you say. It's he's been mixing two proven. different groups because it's a different group who put out those fraudulent ballots, right? So yesterday, the story was there were ballots that appeared to be fraudulent. I had somebody tweeted at me <clears throat> a few days ago, and I said, "Oh, is this for real?" Because you could tell this is our conversation from yesterday. Yesterday's show is very important to today's show for a lot of reasons, so people might want to go back and listen to it. Well, we talked but, about this in the patron though yesterday, the voter stuff. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Well, then be a patron, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it works. There's a few other stories I have later today. We'll just we can just yeah. I mean, you should go back we'll and just... listen to yesterday's show anyway. I'm just saying <laughs> it would be Wednesday, July 14th would be the day it was posted. <clears throat> I'll say the other stuff for the patron stuff then. But the uh, the what we were talking about was there. I had seen a tweet from somebody who shows up to our Garland conversations on Saturday. And it says it it showed pictures of ballots that were scanned twice and you could see that they were identical because unlike the fraudulent ballots that Garland is pursuing, they weren't filled in by a toner. They were filled in by a person. And because of the high resolution, you could see that it was the exact same ballot. And then if you counted a batch of ballots and then the next batch had the exact same count in the same order except for reverse. So like they ran it through and then they took it from the top and went down. I never brought that story to this show because I hadn't had it verified. I was going to wait until we talked to Garland about it. Now, you brought it because it was in the AJC, right? Yeah. Okay. So we still haven't talked to Garland about that. Now, it could be that that whole thing was a setup because it was really a smoking gun. Now, I didn't even think of trying to verify that. You know, once it was in the AJC, I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't read the story myself. I wasn't thinking like maybe this is a setup. So if Tucker is bringing that, which Garland has not verified, and tying it to Garland's name, 
someone he has not spoken to. See, we were afraid he was going to talk about a different group who would not, uh, who is not pursuing Garland's lawsuit. And what Garland has found is that people who are pursuing other things are taking up a lot of his fundraising dollars. But he, his is the organization that got a ruling from the court that he could inspect the ballots, but he had to pay for it. That's why we've been fundraising. These guys don't keep any money. They don't make any money. It's all just volunteer, just like what we do in airing it. It's like just volunteer. But they need the money to actually take care of the core costs and everything. So he doesn't like it when they talk about other other initiatives. But if Tucker brought his initiative in and then mixed it with some information that Garland himself has not verified, because you also read Garland's presser yesterday, which we determined was not in relation to those allegedly fraudulent ballots. This is very serious. The AJC article, the guy who wrote that article, he tweeted in response to all you Tucker people. And I had said, I told Garland last week, I said, Garland, get ready because Tucker's going to do a segment on the fraud stuff. And you are going to have to be ready to respond to the attacks against Tucker if you're attached to it. And Tucker was just trending at the top. It was, what was the top trend? It was something like, hashtag, Tucker is killing us. And then when you click on the hashtag, it's a bunch of, all Tucker wears is a Klan hood. Tucker's such a racist. Racist, racist, racist. It's just a bunch of stuff like that. I mean, it's exactly what I said was going to happen. Like, shorty, you're killing me? Yes. Like, out of the wire? And... So the AJC guy replied to all this, all you Tucker people who think that there's evidence here, here are the facts about those ballots that were scanned twice. And he tweeted that article that we talked about yesterday. And what what were the facts? Well, it was just that- It was a mistake, right? Yeah. He said the whole article tries to make it seem like it was a mistake. So the article does admit that ballots were scanned twice that were discovered and that those discoveries led to Trump. Would, he would have gotten 187 more votes. In the, and that's just a that's a sampling. That's not the entire. Of course, audit you of could multiply it by however, whatever that was a sample of. But that's the guy's argument. The guy's argument is just 187. Then you click on the article and it's like, well, this was obviously a mistake and an accident and okay, a big but lie. Just to be clear, it's not 187 out of 147, right? It's 187 out of a smaller number. That's what I understand it to be. Right, got but it. I think well, they're trying to, to let, make Garland people think it's the other. Yeah, Garland hasn't done his inspection yet. So and we can't say that unless that's not those are not mail-in ballots. And here we but have they must be, I think. OK. anyway. So, yes, Tucker did talk about some of the stuff that Garland has done, but he also combined it with that that you just said. So he conflated the two together. But we have two publications, three, actually, because The Washington Post has like a headline that's like. The Tucker Carlson's latest wildly already debunked conspiracy theory already right now. So at least three, probably more at this point, big publications all talking about work done by voter GA and Garland, yet not one of them has actually talked to Garland. Not one of them, and they're all headline mainstream stories right now. Not one of them has talked to the person at the center of it. So that's like Tucker representing Garland. And to tell you the truth, people in the chat when we were having this conversation on the live stream on Saturday, they were like cautioning us not to hit on Tucker because we need Tucker on our side. Everybody loves Tucker. And I'm always like, well, you know, he's he has so much trust that the littlest thing could really undermine a fragile system. 
And we know that Garland would have talked to Tucker because he told us he would. So Tucker's talking about voter GA the entire segment, never mentioning Garland, doesn't bring Garland on the show. That makes me highly suspicious. And Garland was like reaching out. Garland's people were trying to get in touch with them because Garland's been on Steve Bannon. He's been on Lou Dobbs. He's been on OANN. He's been on, I, I think, Newsmax, too. But like he's been around like he has a network he can connect if they needed to connect with him they could absolutely and i think we should go quickly over a little bit of what is in garland's actual press release yeah, spend as much time as you want to kind of correct the record for him and then on saturday when we talk to him we will obviously get more information i forgot that we had to push that into the patron 15 yesterday it's only because we ran out of space we meant to do it in the free yeah 30 but anyway you were right so here is what the headline of the press release that Voter GA and Garland that they published yesterday. New evidence reveals Georgia audit fraud and massive error. So it's evidence to support the fraud. Whereas Tucker is starting off by saying it's absolutely proven and it's true that the Tucker is drawing conclusions based on the evidence while Voter GA is presenting the evidence. Is vo- I thought in Voter GA's presser, it does not address those double counted ballots. No, it does. Oh, but, okay. Go yeah, ahead. Read it, it does. Read yeah. It, read it. Yeah, it said the voter at the bottom. It said the voter read GA it. team also found over two hundred Fulton County. Well, over two hundred Fulton County mail-in ballot images containing votes not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. That might be different. That it's is the same that number. That is different. We talked yeah. about this yesterday. That's not what what I'm talking about. Is hundred ballots that were scanned twice and you could look at the images and see that they were identical and they were scanned in once and then they were scanned in in the reverse order next as if they scanned it in created a pile and then start at the top of the pile and went down that i don't think that's in that i think you're right i don't think it's the same thing it's confusing because it has the same number 200 the ajc then puts yeah. 200 which their maybe that's came why out. they made that confusing story about the repeated ballots and that article came out after this was published yesterday. This Because when I got the tweet, I was like, that's unbelievable to me. Like, that is such a smoking gun that I need you to verify that with me because that's just like it's over. Yeah. Then. And that and since I hadn't gotten it verified, I was like, all right, I'm going to wait until I talk to Garland. And it it's I wouldn't be surprised if they put that in. I don't know if red herring is the right word, but they would slide that in there so that all eyes would be on it. And Definitely. it would be understandable that people would confuse it. Well, we know the AJC had people at the training for the Council on Foreign Relations to learn how to talk about domestic terrorism in their locales. And this is obviously, they connect this to the big lie. So that would make sense if the AJC were doing that. But what the what Garland and them are trying to do with this lawsuit is they're trying to, they were able to inspect some of these ballots or ballot images, and they're trying to get access to all of them. The hundred and, I can't remember the exact number, but they have amended their complaint based on what they found that they published yesterday, hoping to get access to more of those ballots. So that is what the uh, lawsuit is attempting to do. But this press release goes on to say that the team's analysis of these ballots revealed that 923 of 1539, 1539 mail-in ballot batch files contained votes incorrectly reported in Fulton's official November 3rd, 2020 election results. That's three-fifths of that sample. Yes, 60%. These inaccuracies are due to the discrepancies in votes for Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and the total votes cast compared to their reported audit totals for their respective batches. Now, Tucker did bring this up. He did talk about this. And 
They say that one of the errors that were discovered involved duplicate ballots reporting for batches of ballots. The team found at least 36 batches of mail-in ballots with 4,225 total extra votes that were, were redundantly added into Fulton County audit results for the November election. The illicit votes include 3,339 extra votes for Joe Biden, 865 extra votes for Donald Trump, and 43 extra for the libertarian Joe Jorgensen, of course. There she's going to get the least amount of extra votes, obviously. (laughs) I mean, just as a proportion, she would, yeah. Yeah, and it goes on to say that it doesn't seem like a simple case of error. The voter GA team found seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals for their respective batches. They say, for example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden, 42 for Donald Trump, and zero for Joe Jorgensen were reported as 100 for Joe Biden and zero for Trump. And and the other thing that was very interesting, yeah, that's shocking. And the other thing is the transfer forms. This is very important. The transfer forms. Yeah, so they had... Garland's been talking about the whole time there are missing transfer forms. So when they take the stuff that was in ballot drop boxes and they transfer them to the count, they're supposed to fill out the forms. And he said there are some missing. And I didn't really understand the significance of that until uh, maybe those are the transfer forms that you were talking about. I think they are. That what the you tally do sheets. With- yeah, maybe. Oh, OK. OK. All right. So that is a different thing. So we are yet to find out the details about the transfer form. So there are missing transfer forms. So maybe, you know, who knows what that could mean. It is possible that it means that in places that were heavily Trump, they just didn't they didn't move the ballot box ballots over. I don't know. Okay, so that's yet to be determined. Yeah. And it goes on talking about these seven batches that had fabricated vote totals. It says the seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump and 11 for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump and zero votes for Jorgensen. So it's I mean, this seems similar to a transfer sheet. They're, they're documenting what the votes are supposed to be, and then they're well, just putting them down transfer- completely wrong. I don't think a transfer sheet has vote information on it. Yeah, we'll have to ask Garland about. Yeah, we just that, I don't want to confuse the issues. Yeah, but it is clear from his. I think it's clear from his press release that he is not addressing that issue. It was not something that voters GA discovered. That was not one of their announcements. So for Tucker to make it seem like it is, it, that is very fishy. It really is. Fulton County failed to include over 100,000 tally sheets, including more than 50,000 from mail-in ballots, when the results were originally published for the full hand count audit conducted by the Office of the Secretary of State in November. Those tally sheets remained missing until late February when the county supplemented their original audits. All right. Well, let's talk to Garland about this on the weekend. Oh, they didn't provide the transfer forms for at least three pickup days when obligated to do so via an open records request. Those yeah, missing forms are still needed about. to provide right. chain of custody proof for the 5,000 right. ballots. There it is right there. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah. So 
there's a lot of good work being done right here, but it has been taken and politicized to the extreme. And now it's kind of now they're attacking Tucker Carlson instead of looking at the content of the issue. And this goes right with the fact that the election stopped. I mean, when he when Biden went to Philadelphia to have that conversation and make that speech about the voter fraud, the Texas Democrats uh, go to D.C. to kind of escape their responsibility to provide a quorum for a vote. I mean, the election stuff is just absolutely a fire hose all week long. Yeah. Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game from Atlanta because of the racist voter laws, the voter laws that they called racist. So they moved it to Colorado and you're watching the All-Star game yesterday or Tuesday night. And the the political the political nature of it is inescapable. So the game, what you got is you got the announcers talking about Hank Aaron, honoring Hank Aaron. You should honor Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron was a great player and a great guy. And he did a lot of great stuff for civil rights. I have his autograph in my room. I keep it. I cherish it. But the way they were talking about it, they were talking about it in the context of the election stuff. And it wasn't as over the top for the baseball game, but every single commercial break, every single time, it would go to three straight commercials about uh, how Joe Biden is lying about uh, the voter stuff. So one of the commercials was Biden Joe is lying. Biden? Wow. Yeah. But Biden is lying about Georgia's voting law reform. And then they clarify that you can't actually still get water while you're in line when you're trying to vote in Georgia. So it's the ad is correct. But then the next ad is the Democrats stole the election. Then the next ad is Major League Baseball moved the All-Star oh. game from Atlanta because they're taking money from China. So then oh. you cut back to the game Very and it's talking about civil rights and voting and Hank Aaron again. Right. It's just this well, back and forth. Political you nature. got those ads because you're in Georgia. But if you were in New York City, you would not have gotten those ads, in my opinion. That's a good question. I would, I'm interested to know if anybody else watched the game, did you see those ads? Because this is a national issue. They want it to be national. So I'm curious if they showed it everywhere. It's a good, good question. Yeah, who knows? But the, the, there are definitely set up conflicts, no doubt. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did all that civil rights stuff during the thing and then can't, took a step back at the ads to just give you that kind of cognitive dissonance. So there's something about the conflict that's very important to them. And I know this like feels like a an unimportant issue. And I think we've talked about it before in the context of just another news story. But it's very important what happened. I think it's really illustrative that Sharon Osbourne, she she was done with her job. I think she was on The View. What was that? Oh, The Talk. She had a, it was, I think, her, a white chick, and three women of color. And at one point, I guess Piers Morgan doesn't like Meghan Markle. And people want to call it racist, even though supposedly it's just that he's a loyalist. I don't know. So Sharon Osbourne, who knows him, had given her support to his right to say what he wanted, that he's a talk show host or he's a talker and he gets to talk. So during the show, one of her co-hosts, uh, American black woman, Sharon's white uh, English woman, said to her, like, how do you justify yourself? Something to the effect of how do you justify yourself defending Piers Morgan's racist comments? And Sharon was like, what kind of a question is that? I don't. What was his racist comment? She's like, well, it wasn't a racist comment, but it was a comment that was basically racist because it wasn't anti-racist. And he's criticizing Meghan Markle. And her problem is her like she's being criticized for her race. And like when I was I was actually even went back and on Fox was trying to see the segment. And while it was being played to me and, and I put it in the show notes below on the proper 
while it was being played for me, the the crucial point where Sharon asks the woman, Cheryl, I think her name is, what what exactly he said, they 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 talk over it. Today, Sharon Osborne, blah, blah, blah. So it's like a four-minute segment, and for like some you think you're watching a clip, and then some random journalist person, robot thing is talking over it. So I really don't even know what they actually transpired, but this why it hit the, the news stand. So then I think she stopped that job and she's now forever branded a racist. I'm sure in my own mind, I was like, oh wow, Sharon Osborne, she has some kind of something because she was saying racist shit in this environment, but she did it. She never did. And she was upset because she was friends with these people and they are people of color. And she was like, why didn't, why, how could you attack me instead of defending me? We've been friends. So the news story that came out today was the daily mail had re- re- released what was clearly, if you actually go and listen to it, some third party in the room in Sharon's dressing room who had put record on on his phone. So I don't know if that person's been identified or not, but the other black hostess went to say to Sharon, Welteroth, her name was, was saying to Sharon, they asked me to say that and I wouldn't. And you have to understand, like Cheryl thought that you were okay with it. She's your friend. She wouldn't have done that. Even in the thing when Cheryl is asking Sharon that, she looks over to the side and she says, did I ask the question right? She looks at the producers and asks if she asked the question back, go back and watch it. So, so Sharon said, they asked me if I care that you guys disagree with me. And I said, no, of course not. But what they were doing was setting her up and what she was saying on the air and, and also privately is like, you don't understand. Once you start calling me a racist in public or saying that you know me, but you're not sure, you've ruined my life. Like you've ruined my reputation. And Welteroth was highly apologetic. And then if I read the story correctly, Welteroth later said that she like was tweeting in lockstep with Cheryl and the producers of the show. So Sharon Osbourne probably has a little more freedom to walk away. These other chicks don't, this is their job and they are in lockstep. It seems like now with the story that, we don't know why Sharon got so upset, but in secret, it's clear that they set her up on purpose. That sounds kind of like a little bit different, but kind of like Roseanne Barr felt like she got set up a little bit too. But they do oh, that; I think they set people up all it. the time. Do what? No, I think Roseanne Barr was in on it, hundred percent. She used to be a liberal. Well, it's still. And then simple. she got to walk away from her thing. She probably got a big payoff. My point is is more generally too that these oh. race tension things are set up yes that was a setup too yeah like oh i totally think the roseanne bar thing was a, a manufactured event no doubt but this sharon clearly got steamrolled for no good reason yeah so real quick the surgeon general just came out just like a moment ago right before we started the show and he said some pretty extraordinary things that now they they're amping it up they're amping up the fight against disinformation against vaccine disinformation and he called to stop misinformation super spreaders so we're using super spreaders for misinformation now my gosh unvaxxed super spreaders yeah and he said doctors are tired and exhausted from treating covid infected people who did not get vaccinated and He's saying it's an urgent warning, a threat to this nation. And they are really, really putting this, putting people who have not been vaccinated in the crosshairs. I absolutely urge people to listen to yesterday's show where we talked about the sick woman who was vaccinated. We talk about in the show notes from yesterday's show is a doctor who talks about being on the front lines fighting COVID and how ivermectin is amazing. It is perfect as a prophylactic and it's also 
excellent as a therapeutic. So watch that. And it's not allowed here from what I understand. You can't use it. When we're allowed to use stuff for off-brand uh, purposes all the time, people use Botox for migraines. I might be on brand now, but yeah, like they use off-brand uses for stuff all the time. And you better listen to that show because judging by this new campaign, we might not be able to talk about this stuff anymore and they might start removing content. I worry. I think the only reason we're still on Patreon is that we just post the audio. We don't post the show notes there. We don't post video. We don't write articles. We don't link other articles. So we will continue to put all that stuff on thepropreport.com. That's not going anywhere for a long time because we have it like... Got belt and suspenders, keeping it in there. It's not like the most elegant thing because it's not big tech. It's like some guy. But um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know how long Patreon's going to last for us. Well, for our last story of the Free 30, we're going to talk about how Facebook just made it a whole lot easier to become known as an expert and what that could mean. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patreon 15, which is that it's happened again. That's right, a bunch of people are triggered over Chick-fil-A. We'll tell you why. And two must-hear stories from patrons who are witnessing hinky stuff on the ground in their towns. You may want to keep your eyes open for this stuff in your own town near you. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsor of today's show, The Rye Guys. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So, stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S dot com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. Promo code on that? Prop 10. Great. Love that commercial. And I love the clothes. I have a great one of propaganda. It's like the definition of propaganda. And people love it, although they're reading your shirt, so it looks like they're staring at you. <laughs> That's but the then idea, they, right? Yeah, but then they laugh and you have a conversation. It's Every time I wear it, I, it gives gets a conversation. And what a variety of colors and styles, I must say. It's funny when some shirts, they have font on them that you can read it. It's not too small that you don't even try, but it's big enough to where you want to try and read it. So you have to stare at people just a little bit too long to try and read it. Totally. <laughs> totally. But anyway, this is it's this one's fun, though, because everybody who reads it, who gets halfway through it and like keeps reading it is your kind of guy. Yeah, it's fantastic. Love it. Ryguys.com. Check them out. And also do me a favor and head over to thepropreport.com and register your email address there so that we can include you in our monthly mailing list that Monica has put together. Uh, not mailing list. Our, our, include your mailing list and our newsletter that Monica has put together. She has put together this awesome newsletter. It includes information about all of our guest appearances for the month, upcoming events, book recommendations, photos, and more. She puts a lot of hard work into it, so you're going to want to check that out. And it also helps us keep this mailing list because this purge is real, especially with this news right now of the, the misinformation they're targeting for vaccine hesitancy. 
We've been censored before. It's only a matter of time until it happens again. So we build this email list. That way we can contact you in the instance that we do get deplatformed again. And go ahead. I just, I, I like literally woke up in a pack morning thing because the stuff we've been covering the surfside condo haiti vaccines i just woke up and passed like oh my gosh oh my gosh we have to have that mailing list up to date like i hate to say it but like we i'm afraid we are just going to disappear like that happened to me with wordpress and it happened with wsp like we did not have a lot of time and it was just because my program director who was retiring that day was like go ahead do a last show but that's not how it works. Like, we're not getting a last show. When they take us down, we're, I mean, even then, if we take us down then, then just go to thepropertyport.com and register because that will be there. But still, I'm worried. Yeah, I, I'm, I stay pretty, stay pretty lighthearted. And I'm a pretty optimistic person. But hearing this press conference I just heard right before the show, I, I think that they might be starting to take stuff down pretty Yesterday soon. on the show, we talked about how they're actually going to go into your texts. To find vaccines. This is crazy. Get your mind around that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Really, get your mind around that. If they're going to go into your text, I mean, like, I'm not talking about our show at this point. At this point, I'm just talking about dystopia, COVIDian dystopia. Totally. That's thepropreport.com. We also have a press pool there where you can talk to other people in the Propaganda Report, Propaganda Report community, some of which have been kicked off of Twitter, and we might all end up there relatively soon. So check that out. Propreport.com. And finally, on to our final story of the free 30. So Facebook has a new feature. I love when Facebook rolls out these features because it's, it's always the news. I mean, that's actually good press for them. They make these features that are a little bit controversial. So it always pops up in the news because people are going to say, whoa, they're doing what? And this one is aimed at expertise, at helping people find experts on subject matter, like maybe vaccine, medicine, stuff like that. Facebook group admins can now designate group experts in their group. They have total control. As of now, they might adjust the feature to just label somebody an expert. And what that person will get is they will get a badge next to their name, kind of like the Twitter badge. So you see the person's name, you see the little expert check mark or whatever the badge is. And, oh, this person is an expert in whatever field and some of them, they seem to be general, general experts. Like, how can you just be a general expert and stuff? Is that? <laughs> and so am I the admin or are you the admin of the propaganda report? I was Facebook wondering page? about that. Yeah. And then can we designate Thomas Cowan as our expert? I think that you can invite experts to come to your group. That's my understanding. And then when they come there, you can then designate them as an expert. So you, it, it kind of creates a pool of experts throughout all of Facebook once people get labeled that in other groups. But yes, you can seek people out, invite them, and then label them an expert. And the idea, as I said, is to help these experts stand out so that other people can engage with them and so that they can engage with the community. So this is going to take anybody they want attention focused on in the local community. So we have, we have the experts that they want to give us information in our locales. This, to me, seems like a way these groups are like little communities, little locales a way for them to pick out the person who they want to spread the message or is going to comply with the messages they want to spread and give them that expert label, make them rise to the top. It feels like stovepiping. Exactly. That, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. And it, what's interesting is that while an admin can giveth, an admin can taketh away. Nice. So they can take that expert, expert status away if you don't fall in line with what they want you to promote in their group. I mean, this is a pure right. propaganda device. 
Yeah. Most people aren't going to even read this story or hear about this. They're just going to suddenly see people that have expert labels and they're going to lend credibility to. I mean, that's the idea. Oh, yes, for sure. It's false. And, and it's, you know, it's like a false authority and it's using authority over evidence. And yeah, one of the concerns. And it'll be much easier for Facebook yeah, to exactly. curate that than every single interaction. That's the stovepiping thing is on both ends. And what it could also do, and this concern was expressed by The Verge, is if a group nominates an untrustworthy expert or if that group is willfully engaging in posting misinformation, it will exclusively be up to the admins to remove them from that expert status. For instance, groups that push anti-vax agendas would likely not nominate conventional doctors or public health officials as experts. So while the expert tag designates the trust of admins, it does not objectively qualify someone as an expert. But those groups tend to get kicked off Facebook anyway. So I don't know if that fear will come to it will manifest. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's a, it's another way of control modular. Say that again. You, you know, it's just you, another way. Ugh, it's another way of making control modular so that you can. It's kind of like what Rosa Quar, the great Rosa Quar, rest in peace, breaks my heart. Uh, that she was saying how the reason you want they they want to like install uniform architecture without niches and stuff is or even regular laws that's why they have like the international zoning laws that we've talked about that they it's easier to control if things are like set up in the same way across the board then you can have higher levels of control whereas if if people have their own cultures, their own laws, you would have to have a person on the ground in every single scenario to make sure that nobody was getting out of line. Yeah, the control mechanisms are coming down for sure. We got any shout outs today? Uh, well, I did have a couple of items. One is tomorrow we have the VIP DPP, so VIP Disappearing Patron Party. It's for the top tiers of our Patreon. And uh, we do we do these kind of like tiered events so that we can keep access increasingly personal. So if you can't uh, so whatever, we have a smaller one so that we have it can be more interactive. So tomorrow's one for I think it's Friends of the Show and Patron Saints. Then on Sunday, uh, Saturday, Saturday at from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern, we're having a patron saint Zoom party. So that's going to end up being however many patron saints, you know, want to Zoom with us. It's open to all patron saints. And we're having numerous political activists. We're looking for activists within the legal framework of so that we can talk about how, like yesterday, we talked to Tho Bishop. He's going to be our featured Friday interview for next Friday. And he's doing a lot with the Mises Institute, but also working with Republican politicians. Tomorrow, we or Saturday, we're going to have, very, I'm not going to tell you, I want it to be a surprise, but we have some very interesting guests. We don't always have guests on these. Then we excerpt it so that we can go for uh, a little something for all the patrons to watch afterwards. So that's, if you're a patron saint, it's Saturday. Tomorrow is for Friends of the Show and Patron Saints. And then next week, I'm going to be at Freedom Fest. I just want to tell people, Cam Harless has agreed to fill in for me on Wednesday and Thursday. And then Friday, we're going to have the Tho Bishop interview. So look forward to that. I will also, as a supplement in the patron 
feed put some of the conversations I'm having with fellow Freedom Fest attendees. So there's just a lot of stuff coming up and I wanted to make sure people knew about it. And if you want to know about meetups, Freedom Fest, if you go into Freedom Fest and you want to contact me, go to thepropreport.com, go to the meetups tab and just uh, talk to me in the one under Freedom Fest. And I will check that when I'm there. And I've already got a few people who are going to meet up for drinks. Fantastic. That's going to be a lot of fun. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we drop every time that we drop a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and sign up there. We also do extra content on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. You can check that out as well. We will talk to y'all tomorrow or in the patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.